Hello again, listeners. Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, where we're never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you unless, you know, actual dessert is involved. I was going to say, we desert people all the time. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma City hip-hop artist, entrepreneur, and civic leader JB is our guest on the podcast today, talking about his must-visit new breakfast restaurant, Scrambled, on the east side of Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, we've got a musical theme on the show today. So while our other hosts are backstage warming up with their <laughs> lip trills and abdominal breathing, I'll go ahead and read this message from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Provider Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Provider Wireless, the power of connection. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we got JB on the show today. I'm a big music guy, big JB fan as well, so we're sticking with the musical theme. <laughs> uh, a while ago here at Oklahoma Today, we got talking about the first albums we remember buying with our own money. So we yep. decided to go ahead and pose that question to the listeners as well. We got a ton of great answers, but first, let's discuss our first with you. Uh, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Um, okay, first album you bought with your own money. Technically, it depends on how you define your own money. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. Right? Because like, I remember being four and being it. at Walmart in Weatherford, and my mom was buying a Reba McIntyre tape. And I was like, I want to give the money to the yes. person. And like, so I bought the album, like, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I picked it out, although that's a good record. But um, I would say probably the first one is either Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson, mm-hmm. very big, about third grade when I started buying my own music, or um, the single of uh, Escapade by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which is a good travel. It's a good. My mom and I, I had to. My mom let me get. She pulled me out of school. I don't know. It was the coolest mom ever in the fourth grade because she had to go to Fort Worth to get her car fixed. Mm. And we went to the mall while the car was getting fixed. And we, I bought that single and we listened to it the entire way back from from Fort Worth. Mm. Escapade, which is like a great road trip song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Is that the is that the Debbie Gibson one? Shake your love is on. No, this is the follow up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this has uh, lost in your eyes. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I know. It's a good record electric youth well except for that the title track is like seven minutes long but that's okay yes uh senior editor carly ibarra uh so this is pretty wild um, <laughs> this is gonna be a good answer um i used to go garage selling with my grandma all the time and i would bring like 10 bucks or something and people would sell albums especially if it had a terrible if it had like a a big hit oh, but yeah. then they're like oh the rest of this album is not very good so yeah. they would sell it so i I got the raw, what is it? The raw and the cooked by Fine Young Cannibals, the one that has She Drives Me Crazy on it. I think I bought that when I was like, I bet I was like six or seven. I was like, a CD of my own. I was so excited. uh, Album was called The Raw and the Cooked? Because it was Fine Fine Young Young Cannibals. Cannibals. Yeah, I get it. That's weird. (laughs) I just have to say, like, that is such a hardcore pairing for such not hardcore music. I know. <laughs> what is she that drives sounds, me crazy? I know, but it sounds like a death metal record by a death metal band. <laughs> but it is not. And they're is, very much not. It is pop '80s covers of Elvis songs. Is all it is. It's weird. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I need that's to hilarious. I also learned a very valuable lesson, which is just because they put something on a CD doesn't mean it's worth listening to. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Fine Young that. Cannibals fans in our listenership are going to come for you. <laughs> the Fine Young Cannibals army. I've Do never it. heard They're another like song with them. Army. <laughs> They're like Swift. Yeah, um, I can't help falling in love. <laughs> Oh, oh, there are a lot of different the, versions of that song. Yeah. It's one. not the best, in it's, my opinion. They're not my favorite band, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I do love that one song. She yeah. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's fun. It's not, my, it's not my jam. That's okay. I'm That's more right. of a Go West kind of guy. What was yours, Megan? You can like Go West and Fine Young Cannibals. I'm proof. I'm sure lots of people like both. They probably toured together. Your, <laughs> Megan, you grew up in Seattle in the 90s, so I bet your answer to this is the coolest answer at the table. Uh, probably. Yeah, what is it? The first <laughs> album that I bought was Mariah Carey. <laughs> see, see, nice. I was right. Which I was one? Right. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was some, it was the one where she's on the, on the cover. It's the, it's the Mariah Carey album that has her on the cover What of made it? you think okay. I have to buy the Mariah Carey album? I think it was the self-titled was Mariah Carey album. Was it like album. the one with Emotions? No, it was the one before that. It was her, I think, her first. Oh yeah, oh, the uh, self-titled one. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. okay. I thought yeah. that for some reason I thought that was emotions. I don't know. I don't know the Mariah Carey discography. Was. No, no, not like me. Okay. Megan I, is a butterfly, y'all. I know. I, I listen to a lot of Mariah Carey. Mariah's great. Yeah. But I remember then uh, at some point I did that BMG where you buy like <laughs> oh yeah several albums. Th- those were my mm. first CDs, and I got In Vogue. Great. Mariah Carey, yeah. I believe. Uh, Mad about Mozart. Hmm. Uh, Well-rounded individual. Yeah. Green Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ace of Bass. Okay. That's okay. A, yeah. Nice. You played that Ace of Bass for me that time we were driving in Texas. Oh, I love some Ace of Bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Ben, what was your answer? Don't turn around. Well, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple. Um, when I was a kid. There were a lot. There were a collection of CDs I had, and it's hard to say um, what what was bought for me or what I bought with my parents' money. Um, I do remember buying a, a Phil Collins Greatest Hits CD um, from Walmart. So that that's up there. And then when I started driving when I was 16, I went to um, I don't know some secondhand stop. I can't shop. I can't remember what it was at the time. Because uh, there's been so many secondhand places, uh, but I got a uh, Frank Sinatra greatest hits. Wow! Too. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I had a whole. Um, I admit I did big not have that on my Ben Lucian as a teenager musical taste bingo card. Yeah. Oh, well, did not I, contain Frank Sinatra. I bet you just listen to a little bit of everything, don't you, Ben? Uh, I have an eclectic uh, yeah. taste. Yeah. You're the biggest polka fan any of us know. Sure. <laughs> Big polka guy. <laughs> what do people say online? Uh, we had some really good answers. Uh, Jared Estep said Aerosmith, Get a Grip on CD, 1993. Yep, nice. good one. Richard Taylor said The Doors, L.A. Woman, I've grown up since then. <laughs> I still love that my, record. Yes. My mom says that she played Light My Fire so much when she was a teenager that my grandma like threatened to break the record. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh Letitia Miles said the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Preston Lee says Credence Clearwater Revival, Bayou Country. Okay, good Love one. It. Good Some choice. CCR. Yeah, we yeah. like this. 
Uh, Whitney McCabe says, Green Day's Dookie from a yep. Sam Goody. <laughs> and I'm Sam pretty Goody. sure if you said that phrase to a medieval peasant, their head would probably I think that if explode. you said that to a Gen Zer, their head, they'd be yeah, like, what right. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we're really getting some Gen Xers in yeah, here. Yeah, I know, right? I like yeah. it. <laughs> Debbie Ortega says, meet the Beatles at TGMY in South OKC. Wow. TGMY? Good mm-hmm. answer. We had a great TGMY story. Meet the well, Beatles. Uh, Oklahoma's music scene guru, Jarvix, chimed in. Yeah. Um, he said, honestly, don't remember, but it was probably Audio Adrenaline from Mardell or something cringe like that. Uh, Which, I mean, I think one of my first CDs was a Toby Mac from a Mardell. See? So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You yeah. should never, you're, you should never cringe because of your music taste. You every shouldn't. There's room for everybody at the music party. Even your past music taste. Like, even <laughs> if it's you, something Carly. you're like, you know what, I really love this and I don't love it anymore. I don't yeah. think it's good. Um, it's okay that you did like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I have, like, I owned, I spent lots of money on CDs at Mardell mm-hmm. during a certain time in my life. So, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. My yeah. mom would just uh, give me some money and turn me loose totally. at Mardell. Yeah. And I was happy for it. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and turn it over to a guy we know can carry at least 30 minutes of audio, our friend JB at Scramble. <laughs> All right. So, we are so excited to talk to our friend JB Williams. And uh, Cordell Love is going to join us here in a minute. But, uh, JB, we're excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, so, let's you. talk about Scramble. Mm-hmm. So this is a new breakfast place you've opened up on Eastside Oklahoma City out on, out here on Northeast 23rd. Tell me about how that came about. You said, let's open a breakfast restaurant. What, how did that uh, start? Yeah, so uh, Cordell and I probably have been talking about it for a few years, maybe even before I even started Eastside Pizza House. And, um, you know, went back and forth uh, for a long time trying to figure out, you know, how to do it and what to yeah. do. And, um, and, you know... Really, he just came to me and said, let's just do it, man, like, you know, and so uh, we did it, and it's just been crazy, it's been really crazy, so to see, you know, all the love and support it's been getting. Yeah, so do you have a, do you have something on the menu that is your favorite thing that you really like? Uh, My favorite is probably the um, sweet potato hash. Okay. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Um, I like the... um, of course, the lamb chops, but hey, Cordell's here. Hash is probably my favorite one. That does the lamb chops and what else? Super took that hash. Okay, those two are my favorite. I usually get the super hash whenever. That was pretty good. Cordell, ask what, what, what kind of coffee do we use? We get it from um. Leap coffee. Leap coffee. Okay, they're great. Yeah, Cordell Love. Uh, so you're the you're the partner. Yes. Um, so tell me about kind of your version of how the how Scrambled got started and where that where that idea came from, that inspiration came from. Um. What was your hard with? A long time. Really, before I think I even did Eastside Pizza. Oh yeah. Um, but the concept just came from. Uh, our travels, yeah. uh, going to major cities with a larger African American population, and uh, brunch was like the new trend that we're seeing that was happening. Yeah, and we said we had to bring it back to our neighborhood. That's exciting. So what? Uh, we got JB's answer, but what? Do you have a favorite thing on that's on the menu that you really like? Or that shrimp, you're really proud shrimp of? Grits. Shrimp and grits. That did sound really good. I gotta say, I had the peach cobbler biscuit, and that thing was next level. It was amazing. That's my dad's favorite, man. It's so good, man. It's so good. So, breakfast, like, so what do you guys like when you go to a breakfast 
breakfast place? Like, what is something that, like, if you're, say, you talked about going to other cities and having breakfast, like, what's something that you're looking for on a, on a good breakfast menu? Man, me, I like to try, I like, you know, something sweet, and then I'll try something. If, if, like, when we go places, I'll try to get something healthy that I, like, I look for healthy options, like egg whites, turkey bacon. I noticed that was part of the menu. That was yeah, it seemed really intentional. Um, turkey sausage. But then, like, you know, I'll, I'll always try, like, the pancake or, you know, the, the biscuit or something like that, too. Yeah. But that's what I look for. That's awesome. What about you, Cordell? Uh, I look for the diversity in the menu. Because brunch, I mean, of course, you're not going to get pancakes and eggs, but well, we went to Atlanta one time and I was seeing they had, I got a turkey meatloaf, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's very, very punchy. They also had catfish and spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? So it, it felt like we were in Atlanta at the time. You know nice. I mean? Okay. I like that. I like that. So what do you feel like, if someone comes here, what do you think is going to make them feel like they're in Oklahoma City? Um, they can see some lamb chops hanging off of... That was, <laughs> that was a cool presentation of that. Yeah. People who can't see it, uh, it's kind of like, it kind of, they're, they come, they're kind of hanging. Yeah. Like they're kind of, how did you come up with that? That was so cool. We were just trying to think of creative ways to... Uh, make our lamb chop option stick because uh, trying to sell lamb chops at 8 in the morning right <laughs> will be a tough sell but if you're in there and you're hungry and, and it's, it's ragged walks past you yeah you know, we, I saw we, we several people order it. while we were in there I mean we were in there at lunch people will see it and they'll have already have a plate of food and they'll yeah. see it come yeah. out it's like I want to get whatever that is too. Yeah. So yeah, we had to make the you know make the presentation stick out. Okay, we were talking today about you know uh, doing like pancakes for the table, right? Because some people will do that at brunch, but I could see doing that for the whole table. Like let's just get that lamb chop for the whole table, yeah. Yeah. right? And then we can kind of split it. it. Seems like it'd be easy to share. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, this is a big controversy that we're having right now on, on our on our podcast: is sweet breakfast or savory breakfast? Do you guys have, do you guys have an opinion on that? I'm a savory guy. Savory guy yeah. all the way? Okay. Do you get like a little sweet on the side or are you just... My only sweet would be to be my fruit bowl I get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, I, I usually try and go savory and then I'll, have, I'll, I'll like get one pancake or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I love sweets though. Yeah. I know, but it's, <laughs> you get, it's, it's too much of what, like yeah, that's all you do at breakfast. Too much. It's pretty much what we all said. I went to I went to this brunch spot in AZ last weekend and they had a, um, I got the locks. And then I was like, let me get the pancake too. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like the menu's got a good, kind of got a good balance of that, yeah. of that yeah. stuff. So that's cool. And so I like that, and I like to want to go back to this, that you had some healthy options. Yeah. Um, I could, I didn't go for that because I wanted to pick out today, but uh, but it was really tempting. Like it's nice to have that because I feel like breakfast of all things is a meal that's hard to get healthy when you eat out. Yeah. And sometimes you want to eat light breakfast and not heavy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So we all, and one of the things that I really love about about everything you do, JB, is that it's all about, for you, it's all about building community. And we're here on the east side um, on 23rd Street where you've already got one restaurant, right? East Side Pizza House. So talk a little bit about kind of how what you're doing here kind of is something for your community. You know, um, I think it's everybody over here, you know, that has the same mentality for the most part. Um, you know, I... I look at Eastside Pizza House, you know, it's one thing in itself. Yeah. And, you know, um, or even like here at Spike, it's one thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, in terms of like, like trans, like transformation in this area. Yeah. Um, I think Scramble probably 
did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why do you, why do you say that? Just because like there, I mean like Esau, you know you, you know. Like East Side is what it is, you know, and like even with Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. like Kendrick, but I don't know, man. Like people come to Scramble and they like, man, I feel like I stepped in it to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? That's and cool. People come, you know, to Scramble for more than just food, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, um, and you know, it's just like, for instance, like I, when I did East Side, I was like, it's just, you know, it's cool for here for right now. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't even have and I in any intentions of doing doing Eastside Pizza House somewhere else. But like like I said before you got here, man, like I wanted like scramble we need, we need to put a scramble in other places, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, you know It's interesting too, it's it doesn't it, look like this inside, but it felt it had that you talking about you know, community, it felt a little bit like that. You know, like in a small town, everybody goes in the diner, right? And they have breakfast, right? And that's kind of the community gathering place. It kind of felt like a third space. Like that. Yeah, that's, that, that's all him. He did all that. That's awesome. How, like, what, how, how do you do that? Like, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about when you're thinking about it? Obviously, you're opening a restaurant, you're thinking about the menu. You're thinking about restaurant things. But how do you incorporate that sense See, of community into it? But, like, that's how I think. Like, <laughs> you do all the, the regular stuff and get, and get it going. But this dude, he thinks, like... Like, he thinks about, like, what, you know, in a different way, man. It's, you know what I'm saying? For real. I'm just, For just real. trying to be the, the unreasonable man, you know, take the word of death for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all these ideas and stuff that I had, he used to listen to me rant about them for years. Like yeah. this and this. And we would go, we would try to get capital and nobody would understand. Hmm. And they were trying to make me, they were telling me how much our menu prices was going to be and they used to just burn me. But wow. I mean, now, to they, see it, he, to see it I, work. We would sit down with people and they'd be like, who's going to run it? And I'd be like, I mean, he'd be like, no, I'm going to run it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You ever have experience before? would be like, no, but I know I could do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, just, like, his, for real, like, his, um, his, like, drive and ambition, you know, and just believing in himself like that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, But more importantly, like I said, we're, we're both well-traveled. Yeah. And we've seen this same exact concept work. Yeah. We stood in the same line. You know, people complain about the four-hour wait, three-hour wait. We waited in line for three hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, the music was playing. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not reinventing the wheel, you know what I mean? I, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a touch of our essence in there, but the concept and the, the premise of it, we, we took it and brought it back. Because it's working. This is the first time it happened here, but we've seen it work for the last couple of years. That's awesome. Yeah. And then just being able to, you know, and that's one thing about it, too. Is like you, you get to go places and you know do all these things, and you wish you could take your more people with you yeah. to enjoy it. And it's like you know, I remember you know having those kind of conversations, and we were like, man, if we could be sitting here with so and so, naming all the homies, but like now we get to do that because we just instead of you know taking it there, we just brought it here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. So what is the well, first of all, I want to talk about that cocktail menu because I didn't get to try it, but I want to talk about it. Like, tell tell me about some of the cocktails because yeah. those were unique. So we we are, I would say, sponsored by Hennessy. So we have Hennessy on sponsored tap. Sponsored by Hennessy. I so love that. Um, a third of our menu is uh, Hennessy and View. Okay. Uh, 
Our best seller is a uh, is a strawberry lemon drop. I saw that. That yeah. was really good. We sell. That's the second best seller in the whole store. Like, really? Including food and everything. Of all things? Wow. Yeah. Tell me again what's in that. Uh, if I told you, I have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's Hennessy, um, simple syrup, um, fresh strawberry. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, what do you call it when you put it through? Puree? Puree. Uh-huh. Yeah. And some other things. I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, all right. Uh, we'll let you keep the secret, but it's, yeah. it sounded really good. I'm going to yeah. come back when I'm not working and try one of those. Yeah, and most, of, really most of our cocktails are, uh, like, you know, instead of, like, syrups, we use, we use fresh uh, fruits. Okay. Wow. You can always tell that difference, too, right? Yeah. Like, it's such a it's such a small thing, but such an important thing when it's yeah. fresh, right? That's awesome. So, you talked about wanting to, maybe this could be something that could, like, do you see this as something that could, like, franchise out or, like, could grow, not necessarily franchise, but could grow out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, for me, like, um, you know, definitely scramble uh, another one somewhere, but but really watching him do this, man, inspire me and motivate me to want to do something else. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We talked about burgers before and other things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like, um, you know, we're all, we're all good at what we're good at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the the areas there there are so many areas that you know I lack in that you know he picks up the slack you know what I'm saying and um, like but watching him do that I'm like man what, what what's next you know what I'm saying yeah so um, but yeah definitely a scramble for sure that's awesome that's awesome um, so I want to I want to switch tack really quick and talk about your new record mm-hmm. this is really exciting so tell us about your new record you just you just came out this past Saturday yeah. as we're talking tell me about the record uh, it's called Am I Good Enough it's a four EP uh, project um, produced by four different producers Derek Minor Blue Conductor Williams and Havoc from my beat um, wow yeah so that's exciting I did I started in 2020 but you know with George Floyd and Julius Jones not actually me like, yeah. two years to finish it but yeah yeah you're one of the most prolific artists that I know. Am I? Yeah, okay. I feel like you. I feel like you. Like every time I turn around, you got something new coming. I think it's. So, that's why I asked you earlier. Do you sleep? Like, yeah. are, JB, are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Okay. I'm drinking enough Jameson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy at Scramble. What do I drink Hennessy when I'm in there? <laughs> What's your favorite cocktail on the menu? Uh, man, I usually make my own, but I I like I do like this. I just get espresso and put Hennessy okay. in it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, thank y'all so much for being on the podcast. We sure do appreciate you. And uh, y'all, scrambled. It's on Northeast Twenty Third in Oklahoma City. S C R A M B L apostrophe D. There you go. Scrambled. Come have breakfast. It's awesome. J B Cordell. Thank y'all for being on the podcast. Anytime, man. Thank you. All right. That interview was like in September. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Me and Carly went. I still remember the breakfast it though. Was so good. The peach. Uh, the peach. The peach biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh man, that's I what really I had. I want that thing. It was delicious. I want to try those lamb chops. The lamb chops come out and they're like hanging from a rack. Like they're like there's like a string, and there's these lamb chops just like hanging. Mm-hmm. And it's this really artful, really beautiful presentation that people can read about in our January February issue. Yes. Spoiler Head to alert. Subscribers now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a really good it's really good breakfast. Mm-hmm. They had great coffee too. Didn't you think yes, the coffee was good? Yeah, excellent. And JB is just the nicest dude. He really is. Like he's such a I don't know. He's just good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like that guy. 
Well, it's once again time to plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's event calendar for our weekly pod events. Do do I have a volunteer? I went first last week. So for first. Uh, I'll, I'll say okay. something. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. When you stop and really think about it, parades are kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> But they go way back. On cave walls, prehistoric people painted images of what historians believed to be parades of some sort. And then there were religious processions and, of course, military processions to show off the might and power of armed forces and nations. And these days, people get on a float to celebrate everything from various fruits and vegetables and football to Thanksgiving and Christmas. On December 23rd, the charming town of Medicine Park will be flaunting its holiday goods in an annual spectacle known as the Medicine Park Christmas Parade and Carnival. Santa will, of course, preside over this affair, waving from his mobile throne as he passes throngs of fans assembled along the route. And there will be plenty of games, treats, and photo ops positioned throughout the town for families to enjoy. So if you want to find out more, your best bet is probably to Google Medicine Park Christmas Parade or search for it on Facebook. Nice. That yes. sounds like fun. I can never get enough of Medicine Park. It's no, a cool. It's, it's a, a neat little place. We have a feature about Medicine Park coming in our March issue. Our March issue. Yes. That's going to be very good. Uh, Carly, do you have an event for us? I do. I bet Carly has good. a good event for us. It's hard to compete with Muskogee's Honor Heights Park in the spring. Mm-hmm. When the red buds are in bloom and the flowers start budding, I mean, they have an entire festival dedicated to azaleas each April, so it's truly a spectacle of nature's beauty. But during Garden of Lights, which you can see through January 1st, the 130-acre park is transformed into a twinkling wonderland of man's creation with more than one million lights. Some women probably helped put them up, too. Uh, You can also see a menagerie of critters like deer, squirrels, and birds that normally frequent the area illuminated by sparkling bulbs. And they're a lot easier to photograph since they can't run away. Also, this is a drive through experience, so it doesn't matter how frightful it is outside. You'll be cozy and warm physically and mentally as you explore one of the highlights of the holidays. Wednesday through Saturday, admission is $10 per vehicle, but Monday and Tuesday nights are free. Check out muskogeeparks.org for more info. Mm-hmm. This sounds like fun. Honor Heights Park is cool. It is. It's beautiful no matter what time of year. Agree. Agree. Uh, Nathan, do you have an event for us? I do. So uh, I think I've talked about this a lot, but my when I was a kid, we spent pretty much every Christmas in Omalgee at my great aunt Betty's house, uh, which is a gorgeous Victorian home on a corner there near the high school in Omalgee. And every Christmas, she'd put up this tall tree in her living room. She had this kind of alcove in the living room and she put this tree up and it was gorgeous. Um, and my cousins and I would sleep. There was a playroom. The third floor of the house was just one room. It was a playroom and it had like all of our parents' board games from the 60s. So we'd like stay up late at night playing Broken Perfection and Broken Sorry and Broken Monopoly. Um, and we'd get up in the morning and we'd come down the stairs from the third floor and there would be this tree and all the presents laid out in front of it. And it was this really magical moment that we got to have every year. Only there was an obstacle. So my cousins, Jana, Julie, and Kenneth, who were Betty's kids, had on the stairwell going up to the playroom, because they lived in this house year round, so it was their house, uh, they had a kiss poster on the wall and to get down or up you had to go past Gene Simmons and the group uh, who as a kid when you're like five 
terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. And I'd always run past that poster because I was so afraid of Kiss, which is hilarious now. Because, like, there's Muppets that are scarier than Kiss. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you know, you don't know. Um, anyway, suffice to say, there will be no members of 70s glam rock bands on the creepy Christmas light tours held now through December 23rd in Tulsa. They are brought to you by the good folks at Tulsa Spirit Tours. And they will give you all of the Yuletide Wiggins with all the disturbing legends, folklore, and traditions you never knew and hope never to remember. <laughs> the cost is $40 a person, and you can book your tour now at TulsaSpiritTour.com. Those things are fun. Those Tulsa mm. Spirit Tours, we got to go on one mm-hmm. several years ago, and they're really, really cool. And um, I want to go on the creepy Christmas light tour because I think yeah. it sounds like a really good time. And I love scary Christmas. Like, I love gaunt, creepy Santa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like, a like Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas. I want Christmas. to design my... Yeah, exactly. Seminal. Totally. Speaking of Kiss, I mean, that's one of those... That's a group where when you're a kid, you think their music, that's going to be like be death so metal hardcore. And then you're like, I want to rock and roll all night. And you're like, it's wait, It's very what? silly. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's hilarious. That yeah. I, I mean, they're, I'm not kidding when I say there's Muppets that are scarier than Kiss. Cause oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was still... So like, I mean, like... And like, it wasn't very well lit. Like, it was a dark narrow mm, stairwell yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like and it was really steep so you just felt like you're gonna fall it was a scary moment every time you had to go past that poster mm-hmm. but it's no longer there but yeah you don't have yeah. to deal yeah exactly that anymore <laughs> what do you got Ben well lost in Ikea it's no longer just the epitome of hashtag first world problems it's also the name of one of the most popular songs by the Tulsa based pop punk and emo band Cliff Diver for those who can never get enough of those projected floor arrows, Cliff Diver actually released a follow-up to their Swiss furnishings ballad last year titled, Forebodingly, Ikea Strikes Back. <laughs> While in reality, these songs have little to do with actual Ikea stores, just like Cliff Diver's other songs play cheeky tributes to Cameron Diaz and Frankie Muniz, the spirited vocals from front person Brianna Wright and infectious riffs will make you want to linger around for an hour or three or six. If you'd like to check the band out for yourself, the good news is that you don't have to leap off any ledges to see Cliff Diver unless stage, stage dives are still in your repertoire. Their next set is this Saturday at the historic Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. Oklahoma City emo and butt rock band Ben Quad opens this all-ages concert. The show is is on Christmas Eve Eve, so it's the perfect chance to deck the halls with stud bracelets and Doc Martens. Doors open at 6, with the showtime starting at 7. Tickets can be purchased in advance online for $15 apiece. For more information, call 819-584-2306 or visit canesballroom.com. I love Canes. I love any time I get to go to Canes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like fun. $15 for a concert ticket. I feel I like I should go just because yeah. it's such a great deal. I know, right? I know. That At sounds Canes. like a lot of fun. At yeah. Canes, yeah. Less. yeah. Perfect venue. Cool. Good event. Well... Uh, it's time for the star of the show. Oh, who is the star? And of the show? after some consideration, I'm gonna go with the uh, the music section at Mardell. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember when Foundational. They, they used to just have CDs sitting out that you could just listen to? Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. always go and be like, "How do these not get stolen?" And it's, it's, a, it's a Christian store. Yes. Like. It's because it's a Christian hope. store. Like, you would hope so. Right. Yes. Like, what Who? What kind of a person steals Christian music? Yeah. Uh, not a good person. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only God decide. can judge. Only God can judge yeah. me. Yeah. 
uh, God and Bridget, who edits it's this show. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's very true. But hey, if you like the show and you still can't get enough, head to OklahomaToday.com or pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a protection of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. It's almost Christmas. It is. Period.